up it's uh teen it's escape from plan a and i've got mike and steve what's up guys hey how's it going, how's it going? i got nothing i mean i got no agenda uh it's you know i got no agenda just shoot the shit i got things on my mind you guys got things on your mind you know i'll tell you what i'm up to what's going on uh okay so one of my friends so you know we know all this this is coming one of my friends got shit canned uh you know he, right after he bought a house, you know. Oh, he just bought the house. He just bought the house. Oh, he just, shit. Okay. He just put a lot of money into the renovation. And, you know, exactly what the, you know, the fear is, is that you get, you lose your job. That is because the fear. you're going into a recession. And then right away, the market, the, the housing market has seized up. He's on the West Coast. The yeah. market house, the housing market has seized so it's not going to be easy to unload that house if he needs to um and now he has a bunch of sunk capital in it and he's got a bunch of sunk capital in it i mean hopefully he's he's got got runway he's he's been working for a while but yeah he's got a family you know he's got two kids to raise and so you know i mean i feel for him man i've been i've been there not with the kids and stuff and not with this not with not quite at this level but like i feel for him and i'm talking to him and then today we were talking they're they're just talking to me because i'm like Mm. you know i'm 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 asset light, right? Mm. And I was telling them, dude, have you heard of this place called Malaysia? And <laughs> they never listen to me, right? They, just, like, like, they you're don't kicking take a man it. when he's down. You're kicking a man when he's no, down. No, 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 I'm not. I'm giving him hope. You're giving him hope. I'm giving him hope. So oh, so I'm t- I'm saying, like, look, this is this is my this is what I'm saying, right? My big the big picture thinking is the what you can what you look living in the United States or Canada is shit. We all know this. It's super expensive to live a nice lifestyle to to live in the good the parts of America that are good, you know, convenient, lo, with you know, located in a, a desirable area with desirable people and desirable businesses and whatever mm-hmm. is fucking expensive as shit. We know this. Yeah. Right. And if you want to live, you know, your median, you know, if, if you look at the median numbers in America, the median house is now $460,000. The median income is 60000 per, you know, whatever. Think about what that buys you in America. I mean, unless you're in a very low cost of living area, not much. And yeah, uh, I mean, or, or you have a house that you're, you know, that you purchased 25 years ago that you can just live in, like your parents' house or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, you can, yes, you can be grandfathered into the good life. Yep. Um, but my point, but I was saying to them, guys, look, there's this place called Malaysia, and I'm going to send you some realtor links. <laughs> and <laughs> this beautiful condo in central Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. You can well, Penang, purchase. Penang yeah. Island. Which for, for 500,000 US dollars is 1,800 square feet, brand new, four bedrooms. Dude, it, I worked it out. High-end condo developments. I'm talking the really high-end shit, the kind where like there's a model of the building in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, $250 a square foot. That is cheap. Whereas in New York City, I would say... $1,500? Um, yeah, we're close to yeah. $1,200 in the boroughs and $1,500 in, in Manhattan yeah. or maybe $2,000 for high-end stuff. You know, My yeah. place was uh, just over $1,000. $1,000, yeah. 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 So you can get, you know, you could get a, you know, 250 square feet 
I mean, two hundred fifty dollars per square foot. You could get a one thousand square foot condo, which is not a small place by New York City standards, anyway, for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And their minds were blown. And because, like, not only is it, you know, affordable from the American perspective, um, you have you're right on the beach. I mean, it looks like you walk out and it looks like a tropical paradise. It's like yeah. blue water. There's a there's a river running through Kuala Lumpur, is there? I think so. Yeah, well, I was looking at Penang, but yeah. Oh, Penang, okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, KL is like where there's businesses and shit. It's like the New York City of um, yeah, yeah, of Malaysia. But Penang is like sort of like a chill beach chill town place. kind of thing. It's like the, the, the Munich to Berlin. Yeah. 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 And... Um, Here's my thinking, guys, is like I I look at this stuff like I look at what's going on in places like Malaysia. The infrastructure is rapidly improving. They're going to have high speed rail. You're going to be able to take high speed rail from from Penang all the way down to Singapore. And they're probably going to build it up north too, crisscrossing Southeast Asia, Thailand, Vietnam, Myanmar, into mainland China, etc., this whole area is ripe for development, modernization. The infrastructure is going to be way better than the United States. We're on the downward slope. And I can't imagine that the enormous privilege of the U.S. dollar is going to remain in place for that much longer, where an American, any old American, can just waltz in and buy you know, high-end real estate like it's nothing. I don't mean I'm, – look, I'm not saying that it's nothing, but I'm just saying relative to what you would have to pay in America for something similar. Yeah, well, it's interesting because the relative cost of U.S. real estate has re- only recently really skyrocketed, right? Like five years ago, you could still buy a pretty That's true. okay yeah. house. There was still like the bust after a wait that was yeah, still exa- working. Not, exactly. not in New York City, though. Not in New York. It was no, five years ago, it was already insane. Not in New York, but in a lot of in a lot of but in, yeah, like in most most places in the U.S., like the average house price was still in like the two hundreds, you know. Yeah. Mm. Whereas mm. now it's, it's in the four hundreds, and you need two, at least two incomes for the kind of places that these, You're these gonna live average four hundred something houses are in, four hundred k something houses are in. So it's so you'll see occasionally are, in the Discord people trade in these like they'll just post a link to like Zillow, and it's this completely you know just totally unremarkable suburban house but it happens to be in like menlo park california yeah it's like and it's like million. it's like 3.8 million dollars <laughs> yeah so i mean you're already you're already seeing the signs that i mean that's what inflation is right like the u.s dollar is just kind of losing its cachet as as a thing that yeah. buys stuff <laughs> and but it's still it still carries this privilege when you take it overseas you know, well, to certain yeah, places. But like, that's like, my point. Like, on, I, I'm much less bearish on the dollar compared to you. Maybe this is because I'm in Canada, but against most of the major currencies, the dollar is extremely strong right now. Like, dollar ends up in the 140s. But I'm not talking about now. I'm, t- I'm saying 15 years 15, in the future. Yeah, you think okay, it's still? You think the? the Amer- you think 15 years in the future, Americans are still going to carry this kind of like dollar privilege with them around the world? As as Asia, and and the world at large, but I'm really talking about places like Asia and Southeast Asia in particular, yeah, yeah. continues to develop at a rapid pace. Where it's clear that the quality, that the the infrastructure, all that 
is superior, like without a doubt to America, that it's going to remain like that cheap compared to the United States, like I th- or, um, or Australia or, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, well, Australia is kind of a different thing. I, I, I mean, it's hard to define exactly what, what you're talking about, but I, I would say like, it feels to me like it's it's better than a coin flip that the dollar will still retain that sort of preempt that well, high degree of purchasing like the a very high degree of purchasing power to the point where somebody in the states can work a you know decent white collar job bank up some money take their million U.S. dollars and and pack up for Malaysia and and have like a comfy life for several years. I think that's likely. Well, here- like, you know, 65% chance still going to be the case. Here's, right. here's how I look at it, right? Like right now, all of the five eyes countries, i.e. the Anglosphere are all going to, are, are all being squeezed on housing, right? Because they're all printing. And for some reason, for whatever reason, the real estate markets are all dysfunctional in these five countries. Everything's super expensive. And for the first time, like it's kind of, preventing people from it's going to prevent a new class of investors from actually investing in real estate in their domestic, like Anglosphere countries. And they're going to start looking overseas. And that, I think that capital flooding you're, out. You're talking about inve- like a global investor class, rich people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, not necessarily like super rich people, just anyone looking to yeah, buy just, any kind of real mm-hmm. estate. Well, okay. even, to, even to take Canada as an example, right? Like you would have thought that with the massive increase in home prices, and the massive increase in population that it would have been matched by a at least commensurate increase in the pace of house construction. The pace of house construction has not moved at all. Yeah. Right? Well, population so- population is like 20% bigger, right? And prices are like way higher. The number of houses that are being added per year is still like the same as it was 15 years ago. Like when my family bought their first real estate as an investment, it was in 2010 and shit was cheap. I don't think that kind of thing is ever going to happen. Like the equivalent of my family in 10 years is not going to be looking in the U S and yeah, I, I think that's, that. that's yeah, going to don't be think new, there'll be another crash. No, I don't think so. It's I think like they're, it's, on, it's not they're on the fucking printing train now. Yeah. It's, it's not attractive anymore. I thought yeah, they were so doing the opposite. I thought they were crashing the market with seven and a half percent, 7.6% mortgage rates. I, you know? I, I think that's going to go until something really breaks and then they're just going to, the whole thing is going to start over again. We talked to, we, so we talked about this last time. Like, I, I still don't get. I, I just didn't understand. Like, why would they throw such a wrench in the one the core asset market, the core asset class and market, which is U.S. real estate? And I did a little reading, and I came across this article from like 1997 in the New York Times when they still did like honest reporting, or at least <laughs> you know, some you know. A little bit of it. And they were like kind of, you know, and this is the famous um, statement by Alan Greenspan saying, well, the reason we're seeing low inflation, even though the economy is red hot, is because even though the economy is red hot, we still have high worker insecurity. And the, the <laughs> article was talking about how work actually worker insecurity is like a major thing that the Fed um, actually kind of secretly tracks like they don't actually put out a a worker insecurity gauge or measure (laughs) but they're thinking about it but i was thinking like is it possible actually that what they're really doing is they want to discipline the workforce what they're looking at what we're looking at is not 
peaches going up 3% or eggs going up 30%. That's not really what frightens them. What frightens them, I think, is the idea that Americans as a whole are just sort of like losing our mojo and we're not grinding and we're not, we're not fear. Like we're not fearful of losing our jobs We're we're not trying to build careers anymore. We're like checked out. I feel it in my workplace, to be honest, it mm. like the law firm is not what it used to be. It used to be like, you know, there were people there on the weekends all the time. There were definitely people there on Fridays late into the night. Now it's a ghost town. I was actually joking today. We had a like, little like an office function. Mm. And I was joking about how like on Fridays, it's kind of like The Shining. It's just like if you go in on Friday, you're like Jack from like The Shining. It's just, it's just like you and the coffee bar guy with his little apron. And, right. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and they totally understood what I was saying. I mean, like people do not. Even law firm partners, they're, they're just their hearts they're just not chill. in it. Anymore. Yeah, they're just chilling. This is a, this is like a very post-COVID thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I, I think after COVID and like all of this free money, like a lot of people are just kind of in a spot where they're fine for now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of yeah. financially figured out where they're going to be for the next few years, and they're just kind of like in the groove. And then the people who are younger, like much younger, they don't really have any chance right now of like climbing onto that ladder. So they just don't give a fuck. They're like, whatever. Like, yeah. Like if you give up on the house and family and kids thing, like your expenses go way down. So yeah, they're just like, I'm just, you know, like this, the, 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 the economic cards are not in my favor right now. So I'm not going to try really hard play. for nothing. I'm not going to play. Yeah. That's what, is, that's the deep policy I'm talking about. Right. Like I yeah. just simply don't believe that the board of governors over at the federal reserve is going to destroy is basically going to throw a giant, you know, just going to just going to like melt down the housing market. This is such a huge thing to do. I, I don't think I'm, it's going to happen. I think, dude, I think I mean, I like I said, I, I think I mentioned this on the last one. I think uh, I mean, they're just going to start printing money again, r- reducing interest rates and, and pumping out QE again. Like at some point they have to. They, they can't just tighten into. But that's an environment where everyone already owns a house and nobody's building houses. (laughs) Like, that's crazy, right? Maybe. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that I I don't really think they're fighting inflation. I think what they're doing is they're fighting worker attrition. And they want to introduce market discipline. Like, they want to introduce discipline again. Because workers are just, like, not – they're just not – Labor participation yeah, rate is falling. Just, Unemployment is is extremely low because extremely labor low, participation yeah. is extremely low. Yeah, wages Nobody are going up. Work. Nobody wants to work, so it's hard. You have a hard time staffing jobs. So they're and, fearful of the thing of like a wage price spiral, essentially, right? Was it wasn't there recent news that like um, the auto workers or something like the UAW or something was was asking for? Yeah. They were asking for like 40% over two years. At, at four, they're they're yeah. just the latest and, to do that. And yeah. a reduction in working hours by 20%. Yeah. On top of now, I, I, like that's just their opening position. But the still, pilots are doing that. UPS like, delivery people are doing that. Yeah. 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 And what do you, and because they, they sense they smell blood, you know, good for them. Yeah. And, and, and they, and they can, uh, you know, the administration's very pro union. Yeah. Good for them. All I'm saying is that. I, I don't think that the Fed is a benevolent thing at all. You know, I think that they are serious. They're 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 like they're looking at America and they're like, yo, you motherfuckers probably need to learn a lesson right now. Right? They're, like, <laughs> they're looking like this, and I'm like, you guys are not scared. You haven't you're not like the market forces 
you're not feeling the, the, the wrath, you know, and then this is a very abstract to me. And then this is why I kind of told you about my buddy who lost his job. I'm like, he, uh-huh. to him, right. He's a casualty of what's going on and there's going to be more of this and they want more of this. They're like, I'm, these employment yes. numbers oh, yeah, are too yeah. hot. We need yeah, to, they, we need to- yeah. I mean, they don't say it directly, but they said, and you know, Powell uses the, the phrasing and there, and that will involve some pain. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that was a year ago when he said that. And they say that interest rate policy takes about a year to a year and a half to kick in, right? So it should be should be kicking in right yes. about now. If it happens as we head into the holidays. Or they haven't done enough, which is also possible. That is Not true. Totally, totally so I mean so but in, so in order to like put the fear of God into people, A, the unemployment rate has to go up. Everybody knows that. But okay, so by extension that means people are gonna lose their mortgages. And then, like, do you think that they're trying to flood the, not flood, but readjust the supply of housing by kicking people out of their own houses? Like, no, no, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's like, you, you don't want to actually break housing. You right. want to, I'm skeptical you want to slow down too. consumer spending and wage gains and the psychology of inflation. I think they want to put more power into the hands of employers. Yes. Like they yeah. want, they want the UAW to lose horribly. Yes. Like essentially, right? To, yes. to lose really, really horribly. They and want every so, work from home uh, employee yeah, and, who's know, holding out to get fired tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Which is like, what happened to my friend. Them, He's a work from home guy. They want to give them 5% over two years and forty hours, and you stay at 40 hours a week, right? And that's a win. Um, they want people back in the fucking office. people back in the office. They want the participation, labor force participation rate up. Yeah. Uh, and and like I'm going to sound like a dirty capitalist here because I am. Uh, the seventies, the sixties and seventies and that wage price spiral that eventually there were kind of like, I think there were at least two or three kind of waves, major waves of inflation because they never killed it off. They never completely killed it off the first wave or the second wave. And then by the third, things were so entrenched that even, even, you know, Joe Schmo and the public was screaming that inflation was too damn high. Right. So the, 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 the concern from the public became, OK, we actually need to 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 get this under control. Right. And that in, in inflation became the primary concern, not employment. Like typically for your your regular Joe Schmo guy, like their, their main concern is employment. Right. And their own job. Right? At some point, that narrative. But I think there's something deeply political about what they're doing, which they're quiet about. Like there's there's a lot of things they won't say or they can't say. And I think part of it was in the 70s, uh, in the late 70s early 80s, you know, a lot of what Volcker was doing was to sort of buttress this sort of return to or this sort of um, swing towards austerity and, you know, a more a more right wing type um, government. Right. They wanted to get rid of a lot of social welfare programs. They wanted to uh, bust the unions. They wanted to yeah, do all that was, this. That was because Reagan took over in. 84, 80, 84, 80. 84, 80. 84, no, 88, 80, 80 to 88. And then Bush was 88 to 92. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the peak in interest rates was 81. Yeah. So, and Volcker yeah, was Reagan's Volcker guy. Volcker right? 79, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, to, to your to your point about the dollar, Nixon went off the gold standard in 71. So, and that kicked off another big cycle too, right? Well, have you seen that website? There's, 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 so, there's a very interesting website called the, um, what the fuck? WTF happened in 1971. Yeah. It is. Yeah. What is that? A website? 
Yeah, there's a website. Mm-hmm. And it just shows like a bunch of charts that all yeah. kind of like there was a trend and then it just broke in 1971 and yeah, there's a, trend. There's a there, yeah, it shows like an, a huge inflection point on like yeah. 100 different charts. Some, some, of them are kinda, <laughs> some of them are kind of hokey and kind of bullshitty, but there's a lot that are like uncanny. I mean, that's, that's definitely when like prices went from stuff being in the cents and the single dollar range to just unfucking bounded, right? Where dollars didn't really mean anything anymore. It's just a number. Like that's when uh, gasoline prices exploded, automobile prices exploded, housing prices started increasing dramatically, and I mean everything just started going up without without bound. Basically, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, it's kind of happening. Well, it was happening until the other day, you know. Like, I mean, I feel like we were in a period of sort of unbounded growth, but sort of this leveraged paper-based growth, right? Not like growth in a real productive sense, but growth in an Airbnb mini empire sense or whatever, or, you know, buying a second or third investment property, YOLOing into stocks or whatever. We know the the drill. But the point is, I feel like, you know, and I I have this other friend who sells real estate in in LA, LA who I told you about. Yeah, the LA guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's always putting these people into like $10,000 or $15,000 a month rentals, you know, in, in West L.A. and stuff. And I'm like, who are these people? And he's like, you know, one's like a he's like, they're all like influencers. They're like <laughs> they're like fucking 25, 26 year old, you know, Twitch people or something, you know, like or and this is rental business expense. It's a business. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're making 50, 60 grand a month on just. Yeah, shit they don't that you're doing online. Bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal to just write that off as rent. I, I mean, I totally get that. But the question is, does that push out the like does that does that screw people over that actually need to live in a house? Yeah, like, does that screw a over doctors? Right. Yeah, like a doctor who just got married and like needs a house for their kids. Well, I don't know if it screws them over, but I do think that it pisses them off that yeah people you know the, you have people who have trained their whole lives or spent their whole lives developing like a traditional career i'm not saying they deserve that kind of money okay i'm just saying that people don't feel good about that i don't think like middle-aged you know workers feel good about 25 year olds running laps around them um yeah you know, especially in such an in-your-face manner yeah yeah, yeah. and they're loud. eating up all loud. the premium pro- you know real estate where you know you would dream to to live and raise your kids. Yeah, it's like it's like one thing if it's a bunch of twenty five year olds that started actual companies that like made yeah. tech yeah. products that you can actually buy and use. Yeah, then it's like and more like, power to them. Then they're it, they're then fucking like, little okay. geniuses. Yeah. Yeah, like you're, you're you're a garage genius, great. But if you're just some dickhead on social media and you're just buying up all, or your class of people is just living in all of the real estate that should be reserved for or traditionally went to like professional class people. Class professionals. Yeah. You're going to be fucking upset. It's going to like really jilt or tilt the, uh, yeah. tilt the social, like this, this is like the squeeze of the, of the upper middle class, right? You're yeah. Gonna get squeezed by like the 0.1 or 0.01 percenter influencer. Type. But that's, yeah, that's the thing. I think it's true that there is this old school hierarchy where I think people are kind of okay with yeah. a certain kind of 0.01 percenter. Yeah. But look, he's telling me like it's it's literally he's like I can't you know he's like here's a clue as to who it is. 
it's one of those types of like e-girls with that goes online and there's like a little dog nose on her and two cat ears and then <laughs> a little you know someone pays five dollars and a hamburger pops up and she's like oh yeah yeah you know and then ooh, I, 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 ice cream ice cream like that shit like a crazy person yeah and they're 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 living in like a ten thousand dollar a month rental in L.A. You know, like well, yeah. I mean, this is why the Fed is like trying to tighten. Yeah, they're trying to tighten <laughs> the screws on the. I don't know. Is, is that like the subject of monetary policy? I don't know. That that to me is social commentary. <laughs> but well, the problem is it's not just the Twitch streamer; it's all the people that are feeding burgers to these people. Yeah, through, through the yeah, a, why are these people the, at home doing this? Because well, they're not out working. The same problem. This particular yeah. this particular dynamic will not be quote unquote fixed through interest rate hikes or cuts. This well, is, this is something else. This I is, do think I do think that the higher rate regime is trying to move us back into a disciplinarian economy, and I feel like that's fair. Was, that's this fair. was a free for all. Like we're it in is, an economy that's a free for all, and there's no discipline. In fact, yeah. the less discipline you have, and the more flexibility. And chaotic, more chaotic energy you have, probably the better you, off you are. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's because if you if you don't have something you're saving towards or or some kind of goal, then that all that extra, all that money that would have been saved or would have been spent on repaying a, some kind of loan is just free cash flow, right? You can just spend you can it just on blow it on shit and not really feel bad about it because it's so far out of reach. Yeah, like Anyways, a whole like a whole yeah. bunch of new outfits you can you can show off on TikTok. Yeah, like instead of two hundred thousand uh, dollars for a down payment on a house, but, you know, yeah, you go on a bunch of trips so you can show them on Instagram. Go on a, go off, go on yeah. a bunch of Instagram, Instagram stories. Like, like you kind of get the same dopamine hit for a fewer dollars. Yeah, that. and yeah. also that two hundred thousand next year is going to be two hundred twenty thousand. Next year is going to be two hundred fifty. Yeah. Going to be three hundred. Going to be three fifty. I do think. So. I do think though. Just sort of doing a post mortem on what happened to uh, to my friend is I do think that there was a plethora of jobs that are very bubbly, frothy type jobs, yeah, digital marketing type stuff. Oh, I had social, one of those jobs. Yeah, like two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, and look, these jobs are paying like deep into the two hundred, sometimes three hundred. So in two thousand and eight, I was making. $150,000 doing a social media slash marketing job. Yeah, <laughs> that, easy, that would easily pay the 200. Yeah, that yeah. would be 200. That would be close to a quarter today. million dollars yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according so like, to inflation guys, and just. Dude, even us lawyers look at that and are like, what? Yeah. Dude, yeah. we got to go so, through fucking three years of law school, which is very expensive. We got to take the fucking bar. Yeah. We have to polish a lot of chrome to get into yeah. the top you law gotta, firms. And even yeah. then, your first year, you're not making 200. I mean, with bonus you time. are, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the other thing is, you're working your fucking ass off yeah, and like you have a very serious job. Like, yes. it's very serious. You get yelled at, you know, all this shit. Oh, yeah. And there's like no, serious I, shit on the line, right? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. My, my so, uh, so I've told the story before, but that's the job that I got fired from or laid off from. It was a it was a Hollywood job. It was an entertainment industry slash Internet job. I, I literally worked in Hollywood. The, the interview process was basically just getting drunk <laughs> with my friend and like talking to the fucking hiring manager. And that was, you know, clearly the sign of a top <laughs> yep. in the market. Yep. And when I got shit canned, um, I didn't really think anything of the larger context that it, it was in, but I just knew that I probably wasn't going to get another job like that. And that's why I started my company, how I started my company. So, 
so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it, it just, it happened in 01. It happened in 08. It's, it's happening again right now. See, unlike, again. unlike teens, buddy, you got that lesson at a time in life where you had no liability structure, no liability whatsoever. Yeah. So, that's the, uh, see, that's, that's why yeah. this is, this doesn't mean anything much to you because that, that was just a thing that happened. Yeah. That was, Whereas, well, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it was almost a good thing that happened to me. Yeah. yeah. But right? I think was... that I think the thing that's scary is that if these bubbles go on for too long, people what's really scary is that you you get yourself into a very high paying digital marketing job yeah. that pays two hundred thirty thousand dollars with a bonus. Job. You think that's just normal? You think it's going to go on forever? Exactly. And yeah. you structure a long term lifestyle around this that involves a thirty year mortgage. Yes. Um. And and you know locking yourself into a whole path for your children with private school tuition and all this stuff. Yes. And then yeah. you're budgeting, for, you're taking two vacations a year abroad. So I, I will say there is a path out of that situation and it's the path that I took, but it involves an incredible amount of work and risk and skill and, and skill. That's and the, just, the, the yeah, skill part is balls that you will get out of it. Right. If like I, if he, I do say, yeah. Like, What's that? like it, it's not guaranteed that he's going to like if he no. just goes down that path that it's going to no, be he, successful. I, he will almost certainly not find another job that pays as much like he, he might be able to find a job that pays 75, 66 percent as much fairly quickly. But that's a huge amount of money. That's the un- problem is that so many companies right now are in a hiring freeze and they're yeah. actually in stealth layoff mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's so nobody's, unlikely- nobody's looking at shit. You can submit a resume and you'll never hear back. Yeah, so that's exactly what I ran into in 08 slash 09. No one's hiring. Right? No, no, one's hiring. no one's hiring. Like I would get interviews because I had a, a like a decent resume and I had um, a pretty long work history, including like in college and all that stuff. So I had like a few years of work experience and I, you know, I was competent at my job and stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't like I couldn't get an interview, but nobody would even entertain the thought of paying me 150 grand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, yeah. like get the fuck out of here. Basically. That's why I mean, I really think that these bubbles are super damaging, especially this whatever this bubble. Like, we don't even know where we are in the cycle of the bubble, but like, clearly there's a bubble. And um, yeah, we're like in the third inning of it. You think so? I mean, you think there's yeah. still a ways to go? We're, we're about one third of the way through. Through the popping of the bubble or through the bubble cycle? Because yeah. one third it's, of the way through suggests so that the, it's, it's going a, higher, a, even it's, still. It started, yeah, it's st- so it started in. Uh, what November of 21, and then it, it really kept going in 22 when the market started tanking, and th- so that's what like a it's been a year and change something like that, year and yeah. Like, I mean that, that might be that, yeah, might, like be very, that months, might be very right? tech specific, right? Like the the general economy, the general economy uh, unemployment rate, economy wide unemployment rate is still very very low. But I think that's that's the thing. It's kind of a white collar recession, and the white collar recession has been on for a while. Actually, if actually you it's work, already August. Yeah, yeah, it's already August. What you, you're months. talking about a real estate bubble, right? I'm, t- I'm talking about this mega bubble of everything. Where I, I think that there is a class of jobs that was paying too much, too much, for, and for bullshit. Yes, and, yes, and that is. I think I feel like that is coming to a sort of permanent so, end. So, this is like the day in the life as a my day in, a day in my life as well, a product manager at LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, 
Did, so we were in a very similar situation in 2008, but that was before QE and all this insanity with the zero interest rate policy. Okay, like we're 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 after we're like post ZERP, mm. right? So mm. it this can happen again, but then you know exactly what they're going to do, which is start QE and then start up ZERP again, and then they're going to push it further down the road and try to inflate it again. Like in 2008, that wasn't like nobody knew that was going to happen. I feel like I feel like your ahead. impetuousness on this is exactly what Powell is trying to kill. Meaning, yeah, I feel I, like the market is yeah. you. Like every everyone in the market with a brain is like, they can't do this. They're you know they're not going to do this. Well, okay. And Powell is like, no, we're going to fucking do gonna, it. Okay, look at look at SVB as the example, right? Because uh-huh. there was a, something something broke. Yeah, yeah, but the fix, but the <laughs> fix for SVB was very, yeah, very specific. Very, very specific to SVB. It was not a generalized rates to zero. They kept hiking. All well, right. they bailed out the uh, depositors, which they I think is the, fine. Which, which is, is fine. I, right? I think that's fine. With this, well, yeah. Like a specific uh, uh, bank term financing facility or whatever, bank term repo facility. Uh, but the shareholders of SVB and the empl- and the management got are fucked. Yeah, got shareholders got wiped. And yeah. for any bank to actually tap that is actually quite punitive, right? To, to yeah. tap the bailout facility is actually quite punitive. So it was a very it was a very limited sort of specific fix for a specific problem. It wasn't an 08 style bailout. This it was a this was a, I mean, managed, a this was a managed insolvency. It was a, yeah, right. so and even if you think about 08, like before 08 happened, um, uh, Bear Stearns went down. Right in March, and the fix was, uh, J.P. Morgan's is going to bail them out. Right, it was still it was still narrow at that point. It wasn't until TARP that, you know, seven months later that things really got. Okay, Uncle Sam's really stepping in now. Right, so maybe we're just halfway there. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I tend to think that uh, at each crisis will look a little bit different. So I, I'm. I'm a little bit more skeptical on like the generalized okay cut rates all to zero and 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 that sort of thing but it could happen could get bad enough for that i guess i guess i'm saying uh mike is that there has already been enough chaos and you know again like today front page of wall street journal they're like commercial real estate is in a doom loop right they're like yes. it's this is actually real this is actually going to happen yeah. there is a lot of head there's a lot of shit that's being caused by this rate policy and these motherfuckers keep going straight ahead and so my point was they can't this can't just be about the cpi you know what i'm saying like they're not just fighting cpi this is a there's something much there's deep policy involved in this like because there's so much that's breaking now that if they were going if they were the old fed that just lowered rates immediately when there's any trouble they would have done it already that's what i think and i I feel like they're serious this time and everything he said is like serious like we're not i don't you know i don't think there's been enough damage like i i it's not that they don't want any damage it's just that once it gets bad enough they they sort of they 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 like have the formula to rescue things again right they just want things to get bad enough that they send a signal and yeah. some people get hurt and then they can step in and like rescue the people that need to be rescued. Cause, yeah. cause dude, like think about what the alternative is, right? Like everybody's retirement will just get wiped out. 
all of the real estate will crash. People will lose all of their homes and like commercial real estate will crash and all of the regional banks will just go insolvent and like unemployment will shoot to the roof. And then, I mean, it's just, it's, and oh yeah. And the government will go broke because it has to borrow it. Like, 8% to, to like fund trillions upon trillions. Yeah, but they of may, but, 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 but like, are they just, they can't just let all that happen. Well, well right? there's an offsetting, there is something offsetting that, right? Which is that as things break, the people get more desperate and they start clamoring for jobs and work. You know, it's like they, you know, you, you literally go outside, like, it, like their dream, in my opinion is for us to start wearing like barrels with suspenders with a sign that says, we'll work for dinner. We'll work, yeah, right. we'll work for dinner. Yeah. I'll work direct. I'll barter labor for food. Right. Like they're, that's their dream. That is the basic, that is the basic arrangement actually. Wearing a barrel and saying, I'll work for apples. I mean, that's like a, that's like a very, I brought my own apple container. It's right. doubling as my work. Workwear. I mean, well, one thing that enables them to be serious is that honestly, there's there's very little generalized damage. Say, yeah, it's not enough. People aren't scared. Enough. Unemployment is really low, uh, and the value of we saw a chart the other day. The Amer the average American homeowner as a whole, right? The amount of ho homeowners equity compared to the amount of debt that they have right now is at like a historic high. And have you seen the they, they never bring this up, but have you seen the labor force participation rate? It's just it's, it's low. It, it ticked up a little bit recently in the last print, but it's no, still but long term it's, over long well, medium term, like yeah. over the past 15 yeah. years. It's, it's drops it's every year. Yeah, that was you know what big, that is? That's just people saying, fuck it. I'm just going to own real estate and buy stocks. Okay. That, you, I'm know, not you, know what, you know, you know what, though, because this participant and, and this is kind of like showing you the, the somewhat nonsensical nature of some of this sometimes. Um, because the participation rate was a big topic in the past as well during the, especially during like the Yellen fed. Right. And one of her big things was that she wanted the participation rate to go higher because there was a concern that the economy was so weak that people are giving up on finding jobs and they wanted to bring people back in to the labor force. Right. I don't this think that's what was going 20, on. And she was, I think she was wrong. They were using that argument to justify increased easing or staying easy for longer. No. To get people into the right, totally, and it didn't work. It kept going down, and now it's the other way around. Yes, they're hiking to get people in because they realized what's going on. Right? Yeah, it's it's is that very... people people were like, "Fuck it, I don't need to work. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy real estate and fucking do passive income shit, or or just play video games all day." Yeah. That's the Actually, other. That I but I mean, I think that there are people who aren't in the labor force not because they've given up, but because they're like, no, because they're I don't care. I got other I got other ways scam. to make money. You know, the, I have the, access the, to the cheap free crypto free scamming was like the peak of that, right? Like yeah. you think about like the the sort of influencers renting a place for twelve thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars a month. That felt a lot of that was crypto powered in twenty twenty one. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Dude, I think it's an econ I think it was an economy where it really rewarded stupid risk takers. I think so. Shit coins. Yes. And it people with absolutely no fucking discipline were getting rewarded. Yes, because because they were they were taking because they, they were taking they saw, a dumb risk and making without money. realizing what the big picture was, they were acting in accordance with the big picture, which yes. is we're living yeah. in a friction-free economy. You, Speaking of which, do you you know what I just learned today? The guy who bought my business, my company, yeah, 
the loan that he used to buy my company was an adjustable rate loan. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's been ratcheting up the last oh my two God. years and he's not in a very good spot right now. So, Do you still get calls that, from this guy? He, uh, I don't, I refuse to talk to him cause I just don't care, but he like texts my business partner every once in a while. And my business partner talks to him occasionally. Is it, is it sad? It's not sad. It's just like, this guy just wasn't very savvy about sh- basic shit like interest rates, you know, <laughs> whereas like every, every single thing that we did at, when we ran the business was it's a recession business. So everything we did was all driven by dollars and cents and, and PNL. Yeah. You know, like without any exception, every single thing we did had to be profitable or else Tight we didn't control. feel comfortable with it. Yeah. To be fair, I, I do feel like I was on my, well, I was on my co-op board and we, we were doing this huge window replacement. Windows are fucking expensive, by the yeah, way. They're very Super expensive. expensive. We're going to replace every window in the building. And, yeah, and it's all or none either. It's all like, or none. You, and yeah, you can't just do like half the windows. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was like it was I'm a million dollar project. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we, you know, they had been setting us, they had been doing this ongoing special assessment to try and build up the funds. And I was like, yo, like, this is going to take so long that we're going to be chipping in and then they're going to be people who sell before they even get their windows installed. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you just borrow the fucking money and we'll pay off the loan instead of saving yeah. it like a bunch of chumps? Yeah. I'm like, look at the interest rate. It's super fucking low. You guys are idiots. Yeah, and everyone it. agreed with me. People were applauding. Because <laughs> I stood up. I was like that guy in that, uh, you know, in that painting. We started seeing like Star Spangled Banner. That Norman Rockwell painting. Right. That's the Bible right, on my yeah. heart. Take the loan. With the, with the jacket. Yeah, yeah with guy. the jacket. And, and they were clapping because they were like, yeah, like, why don't you just borrow the money? People who didn't borrow money, people were like, you're fucking idiots. Like, why would you just sit there and save like a chump? You know? <laughs> and I yeah. understand that because it was true. And then we got the window project done and, and it made it a lot easier for yeah. me to solve my problem. Probably saved on taxes somehow, too. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Well, maybe. I, I think I don't, I, don't, I don't. Maybe. I don't know. Out here we have HOAs. I'm not really sure how it works yeah. with co-ops. But um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I forgot what point we were trying to we were on. But, well, like, like well, I'm yeah. just saying that they were there was it was definitely a, a time where the answer was borrow the money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this guy you know? borrowed a shitload of money on an adjustable rate, and he, he just didn't understand yeah. that shit could go the other way. Like, it's not always going to look this awesome. Yeah, whatever. Well, I think it's a new world, and I and I, I this is my point is like I do think that. I just I, I look at going way back to the beginning of the pod is like I I search for real estate in Malaysia. I look at this shit and I'm like the world is not going to continue where $250,000 USD is going to buy you that level of luxury in such a beautiful part of the world. It's not, you know, it's not well, always going to be like this. I can't imagine that this is going to be true 15 years from now. I mean, I that that's, I mean, not in that spot. But it might be somewhere not else. Not in that particular spot. Well, there's only so many spots else, on Earth, right? I'm saying, you know. Yeah, like, Earth is pretty big. I don't know. Well, well I'm talking about, uh, you know, I'm talking about Asia. I'm talking about Southeast Asia in particular. And I'm talking about a place that's going to be 
highly modernized. Yeah, and I think I it's going to be. An, it's going to feel like an upgrade. I think, right, like right, you know, right. as an American, I, you'd I be like, this is that, better. In that respect, Malaysia yeah. is in a sweet spot. I think. Yeah, because it's pretty. Yeah decently developed especially the major cities but it's not that expensive well if you want to buy a place in singapore it's like prepare to shell prepare to shell yeah, singapore, well, yeah, singapore is obviously super limited on real estate but exactly. you have to remember in places that aren't fully developed yet there is still a market response to rising prices which yeah. is supply will also go up right so if if you have a bunch of capital that's being printed in the anglosphere and is getting crowded out because of the lack of like construction in the domestic yeah. real estate markets, it will go overseas and then stimulate growth in places like Malaysia and Vietnam. Southeast Asia. I bet you Vietnam, Vietnam is going through yeah, like Vietnam, massive buildings. I'm just saying that as an American, you know, people. So it'll, I, I, it'll, still, I still don't understand, like as an American, it still boggles my mind that people immigrate to America, especially from Asia. Cause I'm like, I go to Asia yeah. and I'm like, you're, you're, yeah. you're, cities are better than ours there's no competition it's they're better than ours where our cities suck uh, and you know it it's just momentum dude i mean it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. salaries it's, it's the salaries i mean if you want to get rich if you want to actually be rich best place in the world is still america and that's not changing for a while if you want to yeah. earn if you want to earn high value cash if you want to live a good lifestyle you don't want to come here right that's well there's also there's also if you want to make money to send back home somewhere yeah i mean depends on what industry you're in but honestly if you're if you're a tech guy right you have some coding skills yeah, you're still way better off there's no space. yeah in tech yeah. there's no competition. you're just gonna earn there's multiples more here yes absolutely. and you are there but you're trapped you got to live here and it's super fucking expensive and you don't get shit for your money and you pay a shitload of taxes yeah and you know you you have to walk by like the sort of camps and 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 whatever on, on your way to work <laughs> you know and and like there's and worry that you might have to get sent to one yeah <laughs> well, there's also that there's also that yeah uh so you know you every time you walk by you're just kind of like seeing a potential future for you um but it's hey people i mean look, uh, you know, people people need money man yeah the, the u.s is still one of the only places where the workers can actually participate in the in the capital appreciation yeah. side of things so that's that's still one advantage that the U.S. has. Also, the actual salaries compared to like taxes that yeah. you have to pay are, so are pretty, high. pretty yeah. high, so you can remit yeah. money back to where you're from. Yes. So there's a bunch. I mean, there's there's still a bunch of stuff going, but but the problem is you can't like it's going to be harder and harder to the buy. Deal is, the deal like is a nice worse. house. The deal is in worse. America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in America. That's yeah. why I say. So this is my point: is I think that there's an arbitrage going on now, which is earn your money here, but buy a house somewhere else. Yeah, don't buy a house in America. Go buy a house in in Asia somewhere. That's my feeling. Teen's gonna move to Malaysia. Yeah, I am. Why? In five years, teens moving. It's to so Malaysia. Yeah, I mean, like white people have been doing this with Portugal and South America and all yeah, sorts for of shit time. for, yeah. for decades. Oh yeah, like I, my, yeah. Uh, um, you know, uh, our other friend Steve. Um, yeah, hold on. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was telling me like, mm. you know. Fucking Portugal's like full of Americans. Yeah, it's, there's mm. parts of it that are just like Lisbon just has like yeah, like yeah, 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 just yeah. fucking so American. They had the, they had the visa now. program as well. Spain yeah. too. Yeah, they actually tightened that up. They actually tightened that UK. up. Okay, I mean the UK. Like one of the, sick of it, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the reasons uh, people were upset about Brexit is because the, the UK to Spain pipeline got disrupted. <laughs> <laughs> like people couldn't just like pump their fucking British pounds into Spain, into Spain. like buy cheap ass condos. The sweet yeah. spot about Malaysia, in my opinion, is as a Chinese American, yeah, it's you're in, you're ideal in because spot, they speak yeah. English there. Yeah. And there's loads yeah. of Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember. I've only been once to Kuala Lumpur, but I went into a bar and there were a bunch of like other China, like Chinese people, but there were Malaysians and they all spoke English to us mm-hmm. and they were like kind of excited to see us. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was a little weird at first. Yeah, it's totally like, weird. It's it's weird. Like, but Malaysia was a former British colony and so yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. got English. I didn't really understand. We're, in a way, we're there. similar. We're like the, we're, we're kind of like weirdly parallel That's diaspora. True. Except they're just much more Asian because they they're, 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 from, they're, they're in Asia. Yeah, they're, China, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, still they're like Anglo. They're like Anglophone diaspora that never left Asia. It's is, very is English like an official language. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, interesting. I mean, you know, Malaysians. There's a Malaysian accent, but it's not. It's not an accent in the sense of it's a foreign accent. It's a it's a English. It sounds quote unquote Malaysian educated. English. It's Malaysian English. It's a, it's, it's, got, it's a it's a it's a it's a dialect of English almost. Yeah, you yeah know? It's, it's, it's got a, it's got like a sheen to it. Like it's a, got a sheen. It still like has a, a British flavor to it. Yeah, it's got like an Oxbridge kind of yeah, twang yeah. to it. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I find the whole thing very interesting. Um, I do anyway, like just that, I, I'm just saying I I feel like that's an arbitrage trade. Right I think now. it is. <laughs> you know what I mean. Because sure. I, I don't think it's going to be so easy to waltz into Malaysia in about 15 years. It, uh, it'll be a very different yeah, situation. They are, there is a visa program now, but that I don't know how long that's going to last. Like, I don't, you know, how many people take it up and so on and, and whatever. But I think it's still a little bit under the radar. I think that their thing is they can't, they, they're, they're developing so much real estate, but they can't, there's not enough Chinese buyers at the moment. I, I just don't think Chinese buyers are deep pocketed enough sort towards at the high end and someone posted this i think john pang posted this on twitter where oh no maybe carl did carl's up um if you look at and this is all on ppp basis right so um not 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 nominal dollars but if you look at the ppp household wealth compared between america and china like China, right? Yeah. 1.4 billion people. Uh, the median is actually significantly higher in China than in America. Household wealth. Hmm. If you look at mean in household wealth, median, median household wealth, household wealth the middle is significantly higher, like multiples higher than America. But the mean is way higher in America. Yeah, yeah. Like Meaning, obviously, we, we so just rich. have a totally, you know, skewed distribution of wealth but your your average chinese household and i and median is a better indicator of this is wealthier in terms of purchasing power and therefore lifestyle and quality of life than an american household we're living a substandard life compared to the chinese and if you and when i went to china i'm like it became quite clear to me that that's true like oh like what is what is like the median american well, the median American wealth is probably close to negative. Yeah, because it's because yeah. most people don't have any. Wealth. You know, you know why we don't know, dude. It's so funny you say that. You're like, what? 
What is what would that look like? Yeah. It's because we don't we don't see it. Well, I, I, yeah, I was just thinking. I it's like I, when I go to China, I, I I probably do see like the median. Yeah, you see right? the median because like, because it's a city. You actually go out on the street, like, go out there, and you do stuff. Yeah, in the, the median person is the person that you're, you know, barking orders to at a restaurant or. You know, there's a whole invisible class that you're not paying attention to because we in America are so class stratified. We're only paying attention to people in our yes, in your vicinity, in, in our class, class. socioeconomic yeah. vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. And That's you true. get a little too far out there, and you're just NPCs. Like I'm not even seeing you. Like you're not factoring yeah. into me as a as as relevant you data. Yeah. You don't exist. Yeah, but they're everywhere. These people are are everywhere. You see them all the time. You're just not counting them but if you do like a an actual poll and you, you look at the actual median americans are doing shit absolute shit and you see all that the fed data is all the time is like oh most americans could not meet like a one thousand dollar you know uh emergency oh, yeah, no expense they would have to tap into credit median thousand bucks a thousand bucks dude median okay the the average is 121 grand you got to, but the thing is, you got to adjust for PPP, so yeah, it's like, it's okay, going to be hard okay. to do, okay. except for that graph that I looked at. Okay, I got to take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about this. Yeah, but yeah. There's, I was there's... shocked. I mean, I did not know that well, yeah, it was like to 30, a level where thirty percent, thirty percent are at zero or negative net worth or something like that, right? So, in the in the U.S. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're amount. we're. I I just get this feeling that. So, like our conception of America, particularly us, like in this sort of like in that space between the wealthy and the you know the the regulars there's a small little space that i think a lot of us fall into and um you know we live in big cities and we you know we're not median i would say no um and from my, and I think that's a very precarious class because I it think is. A, well, it is because you, we, we, I mean, our class of people kind of forced our way into it, right? Yeah, but just it, through this, hard this work. Is a, this not, is a class where you have to run to stand still. Yeah, like it's not like I was born into, you know. Yeah. Well, I think some of I, us were kind of born into it a little bit. Meaning, you know, if you grew up in a, a, um, a, a good, in a higher rent school yeah, district, I mean, and then you just kind of got funneled that way. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean. You, you, but you couldn't be a complete. Like everyone in my high school went to college. Like fucking, basically everyone went to college. Sure, I like mean, a my full, parents, good four year college, you know. My and parents everyone were super came educated, out and, but yeah. it, but but, right, but but people specifically like us, we don't have like four generations of family in the yes. U.S. Well, yeah, we're precarious and, because yeah, right. you, you could not be a complete degenerate and stay. You in can't the be a fuck up and like still have your position in life. Right. You have yes. to, you have to be work competent. You have to yeah, but what I'm saying is that let's not pretend it was like a really, really well, okay, because like you, you did your own business. Yeah. That's a different thing. But I'm saying like, well, like I could have gotten a regular, you know. Yeah, you like you could have done it the easy way. Let's put it that way. And yeah. a lot of a, I I don't think like I was really swimming upstream, man. Like I like I had the wind behind my back like the entire way. I'm just saying that that wind can be blown out. Like it could just shift. Could, yeah, yeah, and I think it's shifting. That's true. And now it's the sure. throw is harder, you know. And and I think it's blowing a lot of people off the island. And it's a precarious class of people. And I'm starting to see where we're in a transition. Where they're they're like they're 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 trimming the fucking shrubs, man. Yeah, they're like it's overgrown. We have too many. We have surplus elites. You know, I mean, the I, shrubs are overgrown. The place looks like shit. 
we're going to have to cut you off and it's going to be sad, but I think a lot of people are going to get kicked off the island. Yeah, I think the the, the question is, and, and I, I guess I, my brother and I kind of just like forced our way into this because we grew up pretty poor. Um, but I look at my kids and I am not certain. Like you, you know, if you if you take, okay, 90% chance is basically certainty. I am definitely, I'm, I'm kind of like not really that sure that my kids are going to be able to stay in the PMC class uh, and what the path to doing so is going to look like, right? Because if you like, if you try to plan out some kind of path for your kids to stay in this, usually it's okay. They have to get into some kind of like, what's the most reliable way. It's like uh, some profession, law school, becoming a doctor. Yeah. That's toast. You know, doctor, I guess dentist is kind of like the same as doctor tech, I guess that's a thing, but we'll see 10 years down the road from now. Is that still going to be like, I feel like this tech thing was kind of like a one-off generational. Oh, there was just too much cap. There was just an enormous tsunami of capital going into tech. It became became so dominant that they were just able to pay ridiculous amounts of money. They, I mean, I think companies were hiring literally just to, just just to to deprive, yeah. Deprive, clear the market. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, startups couldn't <laughs> find anyone. Yeah. And, and just we're paying you to do nothing so that we're paying you to not go work at a competitor startup. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's like, like that's literally it. You're staying yeah. in daycare. Um, but I don't know, like in Toronto, the average detached house is 1.7 million. Um, and that's including just like tear down lots. Right. So if you figure, you know, you probably have to for a, for a house you can actually move in, it's probably closer to 1.9. The average income in Toronto is, I don't know, average family income, 80 grand, 100 grand, something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's people who rode the conveyor belt of real estate appreciation that can that's afford right. that. They, they, right. they had to have ridden the escalator that's up. Right. That's right. If you, that's actually that a, a starter price. Definition of, okay, are you PMC or not? Do you own a house? Do you own a detached house? The correlation is probably decently high, at least among like a certain age group. Yeah, I think they're going to I think they're I think that the creation of this sort of like landed elite property owning elite is creating a degenerate culture of in terms of like people's priorities. Like they're just like, you know, I'm going to live the not to say I wouldn't want to do that. I'm just saying from the perspective of like the Fed and shit, they're like, yeah. We got to cut these motherfuckers down to size. That's I think that's what they're they, looking. They got to go back to the hard work, yeah. hard work, discipline, save up for your house, buy a house, get married, have kids. Yeah, do that. So the thing is, like a lot of these types of people are, they don't use leverage. They just own shit outright. It's because they're um, all rich. Yeah. So the, I mean, there's not much the Fed can do. Well, there's not much they can do about situation. those people. But I think yeah. that more people are probably levered. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Airbnb crowd mm-hmm. or the the great masses, the ones that need to go back to work. Yeah, they're they're like you can need to go back to yeah. work. Yeah, I I mean I don't know is is the Airbnb crowd really that large though? Like to have that much of an effect on the overall housing yeah, and employment I market? I think there's about uh, half a million. I think it's about half a million. Yeah, but, but I think Airbnb I think they're targeting they're targeting like the they're targeting the the broad masses here, right? Because if you're gonna have mm. if you're gonna have a sticky inflation problem, it's gonna be through the broad masses. Well, I think they're looking at who's not working, you know, like who is not going into the labor market. Yeah. I mean, the UAW asking for a 20% cut to working hours and a 40% wage hike. 
It is a uh, that is a soft version of I'm taking myself out of the labor force for 20% of uh, at least for 20% of the days. That's bold. That's bold. That, that is and at bold. the same time, they're going to be at I mean, the same time. They're also going to be like, you're not allowed to import. To, you're not allowed to import yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah. EVs. Yeah. Yeah. It's close to that's double fair. compensation. That's yeah. like, that's like fucking 85%. Yeah. 1.4 over 0.8, right? Honda yeah. Accord's going to be $85,000. Yes. <laughs> yeah. American made. American made. <laughs> Ford F one fifties are going to be one. Well, they won't even tell you the price. They'll just tell you what it costs a month. Yeah, it's going to be. Four you know, have you noticed car commercials don't even tell you what it is, like what the price is? Trucks are so expensive, though. They're it's, like Ford F one fifty starting at two ninety nine a month on an ultra low yeah. mileage I mean, lease. It's just yeah. SUVs, trucks, and sports cars now because mm-hmm. that's what people want. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about a sedan. <laughs> Those don't even exist anymore. Yeah. Ford stopped making them. So yeah. they're, they're yeah. just gone. It's yeah. just, I don't know, man. I feel like, it, I just don't think this is necessarily a cyclical thing. I feel like we're entering into a new world. It's We're, we're going into a new world. And one is we've been fucking tapping the credit for too long, which means eventually that bill comes due. Right, because you're basically borrowing from your future selves, and so we've got to, you know, we've got to deliver. And then number two is the rest of the world is becoming a lot more competitive, in, in the sense that you know you can't just be like, well, it's here, it's America or bust. It's sort of like actually, America is just the place that I come to find a job. I don't want to fucking live here because it's well, hold on. So, yeah. in your in your scenario in which the Fed is doing all this stuff. Uh, to sort of cut people down at the knees, so to speak. How how does the U.S. like repay all of its debt? Then That's, you know, I don't know without if either I, crazy growth or crazy inflation. Like you can't. I don't know if they're necessary. I don't know if they're necessarily interested. This is about Steve will probably know uh, more about this, but I don't know if it's really necessarily about sovereign debt, like the government debt. I think it's about credit creation, like private credit creation. Bank debt, you know, consumer debt. Um, you know, that's not government debt, right? That's that's created. Well, I mean, the, the government, the, the government, government pays interest too, right? So, they, yeah, they they pay interest, but they also like kind of uh, inherently backstop the mortgage market because they own all those. They they own all those agencies that that backstop well, the loans. And the Fed also buys all the well, and they but they control NBS. the spigot on that through the interest rates, right? So yeah. they're just like, okay, we're right. backstopping it, but the 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 yield on those bonds is is being is obviously highly correlated to what the ten year, yeah, the ten year rate, yeah. So it all which is under it's which is more or less under Fed control. All, I mean, it all stacks up against the yeah. Uh, yeah. the federal funds rate. So if you're I mean, like from the Fed perspective, though, the the deficit and debt problem at the governmental level. Well, okay. So the first thing they're going to say is, "We are the Fed. We're not the Treasury." So they don't. They but, they, they habitually yeah, avoid but, commenting on politics and stuff like that. So they, they they try to do that as much as they can. But honestly, it's a problem for tomorrow. Like it sounds corny, but it, it's it's truly a problem for tomorrow. And there's a problem today that they need to fix. All right. What what, what is the problem today that they need to fix? Inflation. In, inflation and people not wanting to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's what I'm saying. I just don't. I don't and know. I just feel like inflation's not really. Uh, is it really that terrifying? Three, three point one percent. If the I mean, believe, they believe that it is. Yes, because it, really, yes. 
Well, yeah. the thing is, it well, hasn't gone negative, right? ball on what they really we're, want to do. That's my point, which is what you're saying, well, it, well, what you're suggesting. It's only, it's only gone down. It hasn't gone in reverse. So people are just still seeing the shit go up, and it's already at a super high level compared to where yeah, it was. Well, they've already said they're not going to go deflationary, right? They're, whatever no, the prices yeah. are. So they're, they're trying to get it back to two sustainably, right? But they know that, like, I, I think on some but, level... But, but, that, but, but, but what you mean by that is... Prices are going to rise year on year rise, at a two percent like, rate. Yeah, still going to get yeah. higher and higher. But they're higher. still going higher. We're not. Yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, shit ain't going back to where it used to be. Two percent is the target, right? Yeah. Um, you actually don't want deflation. There's all sorts of bad problems that are associated with that. Yeah. But, um, I think they're on some level they're scarred by the experience of the '70s, where they didn't kill it. They didn't kill it early enough, so they just had like a relapse, and every time it got worse. Like the peaks were successively larger and larger. And it took higher and higher interest rates to to corral it again, and greater and greater economic pain as a result. I'm suggesting that that is a very limited um, narrative about what happened, and that the larger thing that happened was a complete phase shift in the Western world, especially in the United States and the UK. Reaganism and Thatcher Thatcherism. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Thatcherism. Yeah. A total phase shift in our political ideology and thinking and what, how we discern winners from losers and what we, what the government's role was and, and what it, you know, all that, like there was a complete change in thinking from a very liberal sixties and seventies back to an extremely austere, well, some will argue more austere and um, free market. 80s where you know there wasn't as much safe you know social safety there was, net there wasn't there wasn't you you know unions were defanged yeah yeah, yeah. and, and i feel like biden is is peak union and unions are peaking now and like you said you know you're seeing union action you know all but across the spectrum they're and they're getting more like, bold like, and I, I feel like part of this is they want to break that that's my that's my point yeah i don't think that just looking case. at the basket of goods of the cpi is the story i think the larger story's gotta be yes. that you know to, to turn power to prevent it uh, to prevent labor from recapturing power essentially yeah yeah to, yeah. to, yeah. to reimpose discipline Discipl- yeah. on the people yeah. yeah because you had like post volcker it was an era truly an era of capital Right. So, but what I'm saying is that can be done with an acute shock to the system followed by resumption of business as usual in the post 2008 period. It doesn't have to be like this long prolonged thing where they destroy everything. Yes. If it's the 1980s, I think the problem now is that America is not the preeminent power in the world. And our competitiveness is not where it used to be. It's like, I, I feel like what you're saying is is like a 45-year-old man saying, hey, you know, I used to be a star athlete. I'm going to dust this shit off and get some new sneakers. <laughs> like Al Bundy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go out and then you try and then he gets fucking murdered. Uh, ruptures his, his Achilles tendon, you know, right out the gate. And, and I feel like that's America. We're, we're, we're past our prime. We're not competitive. Not only are we not competitive, but everyone else in the world has gotten way more competitive. And we're not going to be able to... It's not 1982, you know? It's not... Or whatever. Right. So, I mean, I guess what I fail to see, though, is how, how 
what is the thinking that the Fed is engaging in that makes them believe by hurting the capital base or the working class, you know, some, somehow like imposing pain on the working class is going to make them like more competitive globally. Like I don't understand. Because they work that. harder. Yeah, but I, that's not, I mean, that, I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't sound very compelling to me. Like, like the beatings will continue until morale yeah. improves. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think that, that, that is what he's like, okay, it's not quite like that blunt. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Jay Powell said, there will be some pain. There will be some pain. There will sure, be some pain. I mean, we're talking let's face a couple it. of let, years let, worth of pain, not like yeah. a decade of there hasn't pain. Been, there hasn't been any pain yet. There's been some pain. By the way, guys, uh, this is, this you think is, this, this is not pain, sir? Guys, do you think do you think this is a good uh, point at which Great we point. should flip over to the bonus? <laughs> sure, sure. So we're at 108. On the bonus pod, we'll continue this conversation. And if you want to support the Patreon, go to Patreon.com/slash/PlanetMag, where we will talk about why, like, why I kind of feel like a Reaganite right now. <laughs> <laughs> like why well, I kind of support this like dirty capitalist. All right, we're gonna Well thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm.